Hare Krishna. This is a reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam. Third Canto, Chapter 23. Texts 9 through 35. Pleased with Devahuti, Kardamamuni produces an aerial mansion for her. And 1,000 maidservants serve Devahuti. Text 9. Upon hearing the speaking of her husband, who excelled in knowledge of all kinds of transcendental science, innocent Devahuti was very satisfied. Her smiling face shining with a slightly bashful glance, she spoke in a choked voice because of humility and love. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. It is said that if one is already engaged in Krishna consciousness and is rendering transcendental loving service to the Lord, then it can be supposed that he has finished all the recommended courses of austerity, penance, religion, sacrifice, mystic yoga, and meditation. Devahuti's husband was so expert in the transcendental science that there was nothing for him to argue about. And when she heard him speak, she was confident that since he was very much advanced in devotional service, he had already surpassed all transcendental educational activities. She had no doubt about the gifts offered by her husband. She knew that he was expert in offering such gifts. And when she understood that he was offering the greatest gift, she was very satisfied. She was overwhelmed with ecstatic love, and therefore she could not reply. Then, with faltering language, just like an attractive wife, she spoke the following words. Text 10 Sri Devahuti said, My dear husband, O best of the Brahmanas, I know that you have achieved perfection and are the master of all infallible mystic powers because you are under the protection of Yoga Maya, the transcendental nature. But you once made a promise that our bodily union should now fulfill, since children are a great quality for a chaste woman who has a glorious husband. Purport by Srila Prabhupada Devahuti expressed her happiness by uttering the word bata, for she knew that her husband was in a highly elevated transcendental position and was under the shelter of Yoga Maya. As stated in Bhagavad Gita, those who are great souls, mahatmas, are not under the control of the material energy. The Supreme Lord has two energies, material and spiritual. The living entities are marginal energy. As marginal energy, a person may be under the control of the material energy or the spiritual energy, yoga maya. Kardamamoni was a great soul, and therefore he was under the spiritual energy, which means that he was directly connected with the Supreme Lord. 
The symptom of this is Krishna consciousness, constant engagement, and devotional service. This was known to Devahuti, yet she was anxious to have a son by bodily union with the sage. She reminded her husband of his promise to her parents. I will remain only until the time of Devahuti's pregnancy. She reminded him that for a chaste woman to have a child by a great personality is most glorious. She wanted to be pregnant, and she prayed for that. The word stri means expansion. By bodily union of the husband and wife, their qualities are expanded. Children born of good parents are expansions of the parents' personal qualifications. Both Kardamamuni and Devahuti were spiritually enlightened. Therefore, she desired from the very beginning that first she be pregnant and then she be empowered with the achievement of God's grace and love of God. For a woman, it is a great ambition to have a son of the same quality as a highly qualified husband. Since she had the opportunity to have Kardamamuni as her husband, she also desired to have a child by bodily union. Text 11. Devahuti continued. My dear Lord, I am struck by excited emotion for you. Therefore, kindly make whatever arrangements must be made according to the scriptures, so that my skinny body emaciated through unsatisfied passion, may be rendered fit for you. Also, my Lord, please think of a suitable house for this purpose. Purport by Srila Prabhupada The Vedic literatures are not only full of spiritual instruction, but are also instructive and how to prosecute material existence very nicely, with the ultimate aim of spiritual perfection. Therefore, Devahuti asked her husband how to prepare herself for sex life according to the Vedic instructions. Sex life is especially meant for having good children. The circumstances for creating good children are mentioned in the Kama Shastra, the scripture in which suitable arrangements are prescribed for factually glorious sex life. Everything needed is mentioned in the scriptures. What sort of house and decorations there should be. What sort of dress the wife should have. How she should be decorated with ointments, scents, and other attractive features, etc. With these requisites fulfilled, the husband will be attracted by her beauty and a favorable mental situation will be created. The mental situation at the time of sex life may then be transferred into the womb of the wife, and good children can come out of that pregnancy. Here is a special reference to Devahuti's bodily features. Because she had become skinny, she feared that her body might have no attraction for cardamom. She wanted to be instructed how to improve her bodily condition 
in order to attract her husband. Sexual intercourse, in which the husband is attracted to the wife, is sure to produce a male child. But sexual intercourse based on attraction of the wife for the husband may produce a girl. That is mentioned in the Ayurveda. When the passion of the woman is greater, there is a chance of a girl's being born. When the passion of the man is greater, then there is a possibility of a son. Devahuti wanted the passion of her husband to be increased by the arrangement mentioned in the Kama Shastra. She wanted him to instruct her in that way, and she also requested that he arrange it for a suitable house, because the hermitage in which Kardamamuni was living was very simple and completely in the mode of goodness, and there was less possibility of passions being aroused in his heart. Text 12. Maitreya continued. O Vidura, seeking to please his beloved wife, the sage Kardama exercised his yogic power and instantly produced an aerial mansion that could travel at his will. Report by Srila Prabhupada. Here the words yogam ashtita are significant. The sage Kardama was completely perfect in yoga. As a result of real yoga practice, there are eight kinds of perfection. The yogi can become smaller than the smallest, greater than the greatest, or lighter than the lightest. He can achieve anything he likes. He can create even a planet. He can establish influence over anyone, etc. In this way, yogic perfection is achieved, and after this, one can achieve the perfection of spiritual life. Thus, it was not very wonderful for Kardamamuni to create a mansion in the air, according to his own desire, to fulfill the desire of his beloved wife. He at once created the palace, which is described and the following verses. Text 13 It was a wonderful structure, bedecked with all sorts of jewels, adorned with pillars of precious stones, and capable of yielding whatever one desired. It was equipped with every form of furniture and wealth, which tended to increase in the course of time. Purport by Srila Prabhupada The castle created in the sky by Kardamamoni may be called a castle in the air, but by his mystic power of yoga, Kardamamoni actually constructed a huge castle in the air. To our feeble imagination, a castle in the sky is an impossibility, but if we scrutinizingly consider the matter, we can understand that it is not impossible at all. If the Supreme Personality of Godhead, 
can create so many planets, carrying millions of castles in the air. A perfect yogi, like Cardamamuni, can easily construct one castle in the air. The castle is described as Sarva Kama Dhukham, yielding whatever one desired. It was full of jewels. Even the pillars were made of pearls and valuable stones. These valuable jewels and stones were not subject to deterioration, but were everlastingly and increasingly opulent. We sometimes hear of castles thus bedecked on the surface of this earth also. The castles constructed by Lord Krishna for his 16,108 wives were so bedecked with jewels that there was no need of lamplight during the night. Texts 14 through 16. That castle was fully equipped with all necessary paraphernalia, and it was pleasing in all seasons. It was decorated all around with flags, festoons, and artistic work of variegated colors. It was further embellished with wreaths of charming flowers that attracted sweetly humming bees, and with tapestries of linen, silk, and various other fabrics. The palace looked charming, with beds, couches, fans, and seats, all separately arranged in seven stories. Purport by Srila Prabhupada It is understood from this verse that the castle had many stories. The words uparya upari vinyasta indicate that skyscrapers are not newly invented. Even in those days, millions of years ago, the idea of building many-storied houses was current. They contained not merely one or two rooms, but many different apartments, and each was completely decorated with cushions, bedsteads, sitting places, and carpets. Text 17. Its beauty was enhanced by artistic engravings here and there on the walls. The floor was of emerald with coral deuses. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. At the present moment, people are very proud of their architectural art yet floors are generally decorated with colored cement. It appears, however, that the castle, constructed by the yogic powers of Cardamomoni, had floors of emerald with coral deuses. Texts 18 and 19. The palace was very beautiful, with its coral thresholds at the entrances and its doors bedecked with diamonds. Gold pinnacles crowned its domes of sapphire. With the choicest rubies set in its diamond walls, it appeared as though possessed of eyes. It was furnished with wonderful canopies and greatly valuable gates of gold. Purport 
Report by Srila Prabhupada. Artistic jewelry and decorations giving the appearance of eyes are not imaginary. Even in recent times, the Mughal emperors constructed their palaces with decorations of jeweled birds with eyes made of valuable stones. The stones may have been taken away by the authorities, but the decorations are still present in some of the castles constructed by the Mughal emperors in New Delhi. The royal palaces were built with jewels and rare stones resembling eyes, and thus at night they would give off reflective light without need of lamps. Texts 20 and 21 Here and there in that palace were multitudes of live swans and pigeons, as well as artificial swans and pigeons, so lifelike that the real swans rose above them again and again, thinking them live birds like themselves. Thus the palace vibrated with the sounds of these birds. The castle had pleasure grounds, resting chambers, bedrooms, and inner and outer yards designed with an eye to comfort. All this caused astonishment to the sage himself. Report by Srila Prabhupada Kardamamuni, being a saintly person, was living in a humble hermitage. But when he saw the palace constructed by his yogic powers, which was full of resting rooms, rooms for sex enjoyment, and inner and outer yards, he himself was astonished. That is the way of a God-gifted person. A devotee like Kardamamuni exhibited such opulence by his yogic power at the request of his wife, but when the opulence was produced, he himself could not understand how such manifestations could be possible. When a yogi's power is exhibited, the yogi himself is sometimes astonished. Text 22. When he saw Devahuti looking at the gigantic, opulent palace with a displeased heart, Kardamamuni could understand her feelings, because he could study the heart of anyone. Thus, he personally addressed his wife as follows. Purport by Srila Prabhupada Devahuti had spent a long time in the hermitage, not taking much care of her body. She was covered with dirt, and her clothing was not very nice. Kardamamuni was surprised that he could produce such a palace, and similarly his wife, Devahuti, was also astonished. How could she live in that opulent palace? Kardamamuni could understand her astonishment. And thus he spoke as follows.
Text 23 My dear Devahuti, you look very much afraid. First, bathe in Lake Bindu Sarovra, created by Lord Vishnu himself, which can grant all the desires of a human being, and then mount this airplane. Report by Srila Prabhupada It is still the system to go to places of pilgrimage and take a bath in the water there. In Vrindavan, the people take baths in the Jamuna. In other places, such as Prayag, they take baths in the river Ganges. The words, Chirtam Ashisham Yapakom, refer to the fulfillment of desires by bathing in a place of pilgrimage. Kardamamoni advised his good wife to bathe in Lake Bindu Sarovra so that she could revive her former beauty and luster of her body. Text 24 The lotus-eyed Devahuti accepted the order of her husband. Because of her dirty dress and the locks of matted hair on her head, she did not look very attractive. Report by Srila Prabhupada It appears that Devahuti's hair had remained uncombed for many years and had become complicated in tangles. In other words, she neglected her bodily dress and comforts to engage in the service of her husband. Texts 25 through 27. Her body was coated with a thick layer of dirt, and her breasts were discolored. She dove, however, into the lake, which contained the sacred waters of the Sarasvati. In a house inside the lake, she saw 1,000 girls, all in the prime of youth and fragrant like lotuses. Seeing her, the damsels suddenly arose and said with folded hands, We are your maidservants. Tell us what we can do for you. Purport by Srila Prabhupada While Devahuti was thinking of what to do in that great palace, in her dirty clothes, there were, at once, by the yogic powers of Kardamamuni, one thousand maidservants prepared to serve her. They appeared before Devahuti within the water and presented themselves as her maidservants, simply awaiting her orders. Texts 28 and 29 The girls, being very respectful to Devahuti, brought her forth, and after bathing her with valuable oils and ointments, they gave her fine new spotless cloth to cover her body. They then decorated her with very excellent and valuable jewels, which shone brightly. Next, they offered her food, containing all good qualities, and a sweet inebriating drink called avasam. Report 
by Srila Prabhupada. Avasam is an Ayurvedic medical preparation. It is not a liquor. It is especially made from drugs and is meant to improve metabolism for the healthy condition of the body. Texts 30 and 31. Then, in a mirror, she beheld her own reflection. Her body was completely freed from all dirt, and she was adorned with a garland. Dressed in unsullied robes and decorated with auspicious marks of tilak, she was served very respectfully by the maids. Her entire body, including her head, was completely bathed and she was decorated all over with ornaments. She wore a special necklace with a locket. There were bangles on her wrists and tinkling anklets of gold about her ankles. Purport by Srila Prabhupada The word Krita Sira Snanam appears here. According to the Smriti Shastra's directions for daily duties, ladies are allowed to bathe daily up to the neck. The hair on the head does not necessarily have to be washed daily because the mass of wet hair may cause a cold. For ladies, therefore, taking a bath up to the neck is ordinarily prescribed, and thus they take a full bath only on certain occasions. On this occasion, Devahuti took a full bath and washed her hair very nicely. When a lady takes an ordinary bath, it is called mala snan. And when she takes a full bath, including the head, it is called sira snan. At this time, she needs sufficient oils to smear on her head. That is the direction of the commentators of Shmiti Shastra. Text 32. About her hips, she wore a girdle of gold, set with numerous jewels, and she was further adorned with a precious pearl necklace and auspicious substances. Report by Srila Prabhupada. Auspicious substances include saffron, kumkum, and sandalwood pulp. Before taking bath, there are other auspicious substances, such as turmeric mixed with mustard seed oil, which are smeared all over the body. All kinds of auspicious substances were used to bathe Devahuti, from top to toe. Text 33. Her countenance shone with beautiful teeth and charming eyebrows. Her eyes, distinguished by lovely moist corners, defeated the beauty of lotus buds. Her face was surrounded by dark, curling tresses. Purport by Srila Prabhupada According to Vedic culture, white teeth are very much appreciated. Devahuti's white teeth increased the beauty of her face and made it look like a lotus flower. 
When a face looks very attractive, the eyes are generally compared to lotus petals and the face to a lotus flower. Text 34 When she thought of her great husband, the best of sages, Cardamomoni, who was very dear to her, she, along with the maidservants, at once appeared where he was. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. It appears from this verse that in the beginning, Devahuti thought herself to be dirty and dressed in a very niggardly way. When her husband asked her to enter the lake, she saw the maidservants, and they took care of her. Everything was done within the water, and as soon as she thought of her beloved husband, Kardama, she was brought before him without delay. These are some of the powers attained by perfect yogis. They can immediately execute anything they desire. Text 35 She was amazed to find herself surrounded by a thousand maids in the presence of her husband and to witness his yogic power. Report by Srila Prabhupada. Devahuti saw everything miraculously done, yet when brought before her husband, she could understand that it was all due to his great yogic mystic power. She understood that nothing was impossible for a yogi, like Karta Mamuni. Text 